Welcome to OK Sis Podcast. Hi, sisters. I'm Maddie. And I'm Scout. And we are sisters IRL. I'm the older one. Yes, Scout. We know. Here at OK Sis, we believe women are multifaceted. Which is why you can expect sisterly banter on a wide range of topics, such as pop culture, our entrepreneurial journeys, and mental health routines. We promise it'll be informative. And silly. As long as you don't get too loud, Mads. Welcome to the sisterhood. Hello and welcome back to OK Sis Podcast. My name is Mads. And I am Scout, the older sister, and Mads' co-host here on the podcast. I see that you're wearing an OK Sis exclusive sweatshirt, limited edition, the Gratitude Horror sweatshirt. Yes, I'm wearing the Gratitude sweatshirt. It is a limited edition that we sold forever ago that I really think we should bring back, but the logistics of merch suck. And it makes me feel like a grateful podcast girly. This is my third podcast of the day, which I know I said last time we podcasted, Um, but it just makes me feel connected to the mission, to the why, to my purpose. So I've been wearing it just to get a little dose of mm, comfy snuggles, but also a reminder to be grateful. Yeah, we haven't uh, we haven't mentioned a gratitude practice in a hot minute. That used to be one of the brand pillars of OK Sis was we were gratitude whores and gratitude saved our lives. Yeah, you know, dare I say that I feel like gratitude is the gateway to a lot of personal development, self-help, realizing your potential, stepping into your best life. And so it's something that's just so at this point ingrained that it's not this thing that we have to talk about as one of our tools. You know what I mean? Like it just, right. it oozes out of us. It's just something that we continuously come back to. Yeah. I'm happy that it's become such part of the zeitgeist. Like it is definitely, it's one of the morning routine staples nowadays. So mm-hmm. good for gratitude. I mean. Also snaps for me because 10 years ago I read in a book because because 10 years ago, if you wanted to figure something out, there wasn't like a podcast that you would listen to. I read, and back in the day, I read in a book that I should write down three things I'm grateful for every morning. And that was like not something that people talked about. And so I started implementing it. It was one of the first, it was the second shift slash tool that I implemented when I started really taking radical responsibility over my mental health. Scout, always the trendsetter. You're always doing things before the mold. You know what? For all those moments that you don't think I'm cool, I just got to remind you. Yeah, like the time you wore a bra and a pantsuit to your bachelorette party. And I thought you looked insane, but then... Shannon, Shannon Ford, Ford came, wore it. Came, Shannon, Ford, Shannon Ford came into our, our podcast... <laughs> episode wearing it and she looked fucking fire so rude so rude <laughs> you were so you were rude. you were before your time it was before your time I wasn't as forward thinking as I am now so mm. there's that mm. I'm grateful for the acknowledgement okay well um, even, even though it's late quick, <laughs> quick wellness check on Jay Shetty oh why just because he's doing the most, I think like he's he doing might the need, most. Yeah. He might need like a little break. TK yeah. posted the funniest TikTok. She was like, I'll have what Jay Shetty's having. Like, <laughs> I'll have what he's having. It was so and it's so true. It's like he is on fire, man. Like every yeah. day, a new, bigger, bigger, up level, up level. It's like, I still gotta go to the Air One, um, get his Air One smoothie. It is twenty-five dollars. Uh, maybe I'll I'll put it on the 
Camber company card and makes them Yeah, contact. truly. This is how I feel about Roxy Nafusi, who was on our podcast last year. Like every time I open up my Instagram app, I'm like, girl, give me like how can I don't even know how you can give me more, but you're you're giving me more. Give me more, give me more. Wait, is that oh my gosh. Wait. Give me, give me more. Give me that was like completely not the song. I don't know what I was singing. Yeah, so just wellness check on Jay Shetty. I just hope he's like, you know, resting and recharging because he is truly doing the most and I love him and I would like him to be around for the foreseeable future, so. Yeah, and if he wants to recharge and rest and then he's like, I'm ready to come on OKSIS now. We are, we're alive and available. Oh my God. I mean, our legs are spread wide open for you. Okay. You can, you can come on. You can't, (laughs) you can't sexually harass someone to come on to (laughs) OKSIS. God. <laughs> we will Jay Shetty don't please don't listen to that part but we will um we'll email you <laughs> and get you on the pod okay uh, okay can I go yeah. <laughs> yes you have permission to speak <laughs> thank you sometimes I need permission because you do all the transitions but like I would like to do a transition real quick I know I am I am a transition girly for sure. Also just, you were so funny where we were talking about merch ideas and you're like, our next merch drop should say blank girly, just anything with girly. And although I do agree with you, the word girly is having a moment. I do think it's going to burn out very quickly. Why? We've been saying it for like a year. I can't stop saying it. Everything is a girly. Everything I do is me being a blank girly. And it's also being blank in my era, in my blank era. It's just But we've been saying everything. girly forever. No, it just became a newer. Yes, we have. Okay, well then, great. That's good. No, we've been saying it for like literally six to eight months. Okay, well then that's good because then I I was ahead of the trend. But it, it there is a bit of girly fatigue that I am sensing. So if we were to do merch, I have a feeling the cycle of the girly would be complete. If someone wants to run our merch, hit us up because I don't want to fucking do it. Anyways, <laughs> moving on. Uh, sisters, I have some really, really fucking exciting news. And I know this is a little bit different for OK Sis, but I had to bring you into the fold because I feel like this is absolutely perfect for you guys. So obviously, because you're listening to a podcast, you are into podcasts and the podcast industry. We know a lot of you are entrepreneurs and starting your personal brands and And I know that you guys know that I run Scouts Agency, which is a female-focused agency, and we specialize in getting women as guests on podcasts. So until literally today, enrollment just opened today, we have been a one-on-one client retainer. I see a lot of you. I get on sales calls with some of you, which like makes my whole entire life that you found my agency through OKSIS. But up until now, we've only been able to take private retainer clients where we get women as guests on podcasts. But we have decided to open up all of the secrets. We're giving you the back end. We just launched the Podcast Tour Academy. It's a six-week live course for entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, personal brands, content creators to join. And we will teach you over the six weeks exactly how to get yourself as a guest on podcast so that you can catapult your career the same way Mads and I do. You can become a thought leader, sell out your book, gain Instagram followers, leads, grow your business, and really be seen in the space as the expert. So... We've never done this. I've been spending four years fine-tuning 
this process and I'm really, truly holding nothing back. And so if any of you sisters are interested, I'm going to give you all a major discount that is not available anywhere else on the internet. You can get $150 off the course if you use code OKSIS, O-K-A-Y-S-I-S. And to sign up, there'll be a link in the show notes to like the direct sign up link. But just to make it easy on everybody, just go to scoutsagency.com and you can spend six weeks with me, my entire team, and a group of entrepreneurs uh, really diving into this strategy so that you can benefit too. Because Mads and I our career has opened up by being a guest on podcasts, not just hosting. I'm literally on a podcast every other day. And I'm really excited to finally kind of open up the doors and give you all the secrets. So come join us. Enrollment is only one week. So enrollment closes this Sunday on the 19th. So sign up with OKSIS code, 150 bucks off. Early bird pricing is today and tomorrow, the 13th and the 14th, scoutsagency.com. I'm so excited and I'll see you there. Woo, another product offering from Scouts Agency. Oh, oh yeah, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Oh my God, a live, a live course. This is incredible. This is kind of like when we did the Almost 30 podcast. Yeah, exactly. But I was listening. It was like, seriously, my life, talk about being in flow. Everything is coming together because I've been saying that being a guest on a podcast is the best form of PR for four years now. And studies, now podcast industries are doing studies where they, there's one study just came out that said that in the last three months, 90% of purchases made by podcast consumers were products or books that they found out about on a podcast. Like, hello, people. Um, and then Ed Milet and Amy Porterfield. Amy Porterfield was on our man Ed's podcast, you know, our main man, Ed Milet. And man. Amy Porterfield was like, the best thing you can do for your brand is pitch yourself as a guest on podcast. And then Ed Milet was like, no one teaches this. And I was like, excuse me, Ed, I'm about to teach it. Hello. Excuse me, Ed. You're like the Sims when they're like, hello, help me. Hello, I'm help here. Me. Help, help me, Ed Milet. I can teach everyone. I'm going to. Here I go. We're going to do it together, Ed. So, um. (laughs) I know I saw your uh, green screen video. TikTok. You're becoming a TikTok girly. Oh, do I have shit up my sleeve? Just wait. Just wait. (laughs) Okay. Okay. That was funny. That was good. (laughs) What laugh was that? Oh, my God, that was listen. That was um. <laughs> that was like an evil. Uh, what is the word? Maca- maniacal, maniacal. No, it wasn't. It wasn't maniacal. It was excited. Listen, I, obviously, I'm recording this before enrollment opens, so I'm like deliriously excited and working like a crazy person right now. So I'm just stoked. I'm sorry that I'm stoked about my life. Stoked, stoked, stoked. Okay. So let's get into the meat of this episode though. It's going to be a bit of a carry on from the Scouts Agency live course. We're going to tell you how you can show the fuck up for yourself. And we're not just talking about showing up on the internet. We're talking about showing up in your personal life, with relationships, with friendships, really how to show up as your authentic self. Yes, so that you can be seen in that authentic expression. I feel like so many of us 
scroll on Instagram or see thought leaders or see our friends doing things and want to step into that next level or to be recognized by people or to connect with the right people. And yeah, the strategy in our personal life and relationships and business, like it's there for sure. Being a guest on a podcast is one of them, but it really starts with the mental belief in yourself or at least the mental willing to be uncomfortable and to believe that this pursuit is worth it. Sisters, my goal these days is to always look put together when I leave the house. Nothing over the top or super dressed up or anything like that. I just want to look put together and feel good about what I'm wearing in an effortless yet refined way. When I look at my closet every single morning and think about what I can wear that is chic and intentional, I usually end up grabbing one of my Jenny Kane sweaters and I always end up loving the way I look and the way I feel in them. You all know, sisters, that when I envision my highest self, I am wearing Jenny Kane. Their sweaters are the quintessential must-have item. I cannot stop wearing my Marina set. I throw it on and immediately feel like I'm in a Nancy Myers movie, like I could just walk on the beach in Santa Barbara. It is the coastal grandma aesthetic. My favorite Jenny Kane sweater right now is their everyday sweater in taupe. This is the definition of a staple that every woman must have in their wardrobe. Sisters, trust me on this one. I wear it with leggings, oversized jeans, and a little kitten heel or a silk maxi skirt. Legit, Mads and I are so obsessed with wearing our Johnny Kane sweaters that we've literally shown up both wearing the same sweater once, the white alpaca cocoon crew neck, which is this deliciously oversized sweater. Yeah, that moment takes the cake. Both of us walking in with our matching Jenny Kane sweaters. We're obsessed. Can't take them off. Wearing them every day. The type of staples that save your outfit. That is what I love about their entire collection. It is truly the art of simplicity. They focus on comfort, quality, and timeless design. So you can curate a wardrobe that never goes out of style. Find your new uniform at JennyKane.com. Our listeners get 15% off your first order when you use code OKSIS at checkout. That's 15% off your first order, J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com, promo code OKSIS. O-K-A-Y-S-I-S. Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about. You sisters know that my skin has been glowing lately. And I'm here to tell you my secret. Oak Essentials. You've heard us talk about their line of luxurious products before. And we're so excited to have them as a sponsor of OK Sister Podcast. Because now you can join in on the glowy goodness. You know Oak Essentials is legit because it was created by none other than our favorite brand ever, Jenny Kane. Oak Essentials is known for its simple approach to self-care with a lineup of foundational skincare staples made with high-quality ingredients that drive results. It aims to unlock healthy, glowing skin with decadent and hydrating ingredients that give you a luxe, dewy glow. I won't shut up about the Moisture Rich Balm. It's a nutrient-rich balm that supports collagen production and delivers serious hydration for a luminous glow. And a luminous glow indeed. The way my skin feels like butter after applying this balm. This balm will make you never want to wear makeup again. And you can apply generously during your night routine to lock in moisture as you dream. It's the definition of beauty sleep. Treat yourself or someone else this season. You sisters will get 15% off and a free organic honey-based restorative mask with their first order. Oh my God, what a deal. When you use code OKSIS15 at checkout. 
That's right, 15% off plus a gift with your first order at O-A-K-E-S-S-E-N-T-I-A-L-S dot com. Promo code OKSIS15, O-K-A-Y-S-I-S-1-5. Go ahead and treat yourself. From luxurious skincare to meaningful self-care, you deserve it. Yeah, so this is actually a topic that I've been thinking a lot about, and I feel as though we have been mentioning it on several episodes in the past month, but this notion of showing up for yourself. So let's talk about first yourself, because that's how you will gain the familiarity of who you even are, right? Mm -hmm. It first starts with tapping in with yourself, spending time with yourself, getting really quiet with yourself so that you can know who that authentic person is, right? If you just kind of are living and not showing up for yourself, living for others or comparing yourself to others or just kind of going through the motions, you're actually not going to even know what it means to show up authentically as yourself. So I have been thinking about this notion, right, of every day this intense consistency and this consistency to build the trust muscle of showing up for yourself. Okay, so what do I mean by that? It means every day, even if I don't want to, I'm still going to do my morning routine. I'm still going to work out. I'm still going to journal. I'm still going to meditate. I'm still going to drink my athletic greens. I'm still going to take my vitamins, even if I don't want to. And I'm still going to wake up when my alarm goes off, even if I might want to snooze. And I want to be clear that like a lot of these types of I don't want it to feel like it's you're forcing it because that's like not really the energy, but it's this kind of delusion or like this mindset shift of like, yep, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna do it. Five, four, three, two, one, done. I'm out and I'm mm-hmm. I'm doing the things. And we've talked a lot about on this podcast that motivation is not something you can rely on, right? You're not gonna have motivation to do these types of things every day. I promise you. Oh, Scout's back in her celebrity era. When Scout has a migraine, she wears her sunglasses and then it looks like she's a celebrity. Okay, so that's my first tip is remember that motivation is not something that you can rely on when it comes to showing up for yourself in whatever form that that means for you. I'm not saying you have to do it in a crazy morning routine or things of that nature, but even just getting up when the alarm goes off because that is signaling to yourself you are worthy of getting up and getting the day started of setting yourself up for success that is signaling to your brain that you're worthy of that type of identity and that Mm -hmm. type of showing up for yourself so that's my my first tip is don't rely on that motivation but just do it the fuck anyways because ultimately the bigger goal is I want my identity to be I'm worthy of being this type of person yeah and I'm just gonna piggyback off that because what I always tell myself in that part about motivation is that motivation has nothing to do with it. Like it literally has nothing to do with it. The same way we talk about fear, like when we think about our success, I was like, oh yeah, well fear can talk, but like it has nothing to do with my success. Motivation actually, like if you can just remove the power, almost like deflate the hold that motivation has or doesn't have on you, 
it, it's like you remove it from the equation. So if you don't have the motivation, that doesn't actually have anything to do with whether or not you're going to get up and use your tools. It's not part yeah. of what what the what the success of your rituals and routines look like. But when you do have motivation, it's like, oh, I have this great fun energy right now. Let's play with it. And like, let's be grateful it's here and let's honor it and let's move with it. But if it's not here, it's a nice to have. It's not a need to have. That's kind of the way that I look at it. My number one tip for showing up for yourself, in addition to that, because that really is my number one tip, but I'll give another one because you just knocked that one out of the park, is within all of these routines and rituals and content we're consuming and going to work, et cetera, sometimes, or not sometimes, I believe all the times at one point in the day, being able to sit in stillness with yourself is incredibly important to going back to what Maddie said, like finding out who you are because you can use these routines and rituals to be busy and distracted, right? But if you really give yourself start with five minutes, start with 10 minutes, start with 15 minutes, and it could be a meditation, or it could literally be like your phone's in the other room and you're sitting down and you're staring at a wall for 15 minutes just to check in internally and see what it's like to just be with yourself. I think that if you can find at least 10 to 15 minutes a day to be still with yourself, either meditating or literally just quiet, it is the most important reset, reflection, and inward moment that over time is going to get you so used to your internal landscape and internal temperature that the person that you really want to be is going to start coming through with a more intentional direction versus just like trying to find yourself, if that makes sense. Like we really, really, Ryan Holiday said it, stillness is the key. Amen. Amen. Okay. So let's shift to talk about showing up for yourself on the internet. Because mm-hmm. this is something that, um, you know, we've had a lot of practice in, but it doesn't come easy. And so I want to kind of break down how I've viewed it. And it really has come to fruition during this 100-day challenge that I'm doing where I'm po- I've am i been posting every day on TikTok for 100 days. I have about two months left and or like a month and a half left. And really, this challenge is not to increase followers. It's not to grow anything from like a metric standpoint. It's more about showing up every day consistently and churning out and really sending off product, basically, like pushing out, pushing out, pushing out just to Mm -hmm. feel it, to understand it. And it's going to be shit. Like you literally have to be okay with the shit. That's what stops a lot of people from either showing up on the internet or showing up in business or whatever, starting that project, yada, yada. It's that you're afraid that it's going to be shit. I'm here to tell you it is going to be, so just let that go. All right. The whole point of starting something is because it's going to evolve. It's going to grow. You're going to make progress. If you started as the best, where the fuck does it go? Can I give a quick real-time anecdote on that just to Mm -hmm. support that? So I've been trying to post reels of me podcasting on the Emotional Entrepreneur podcast to my Instagram. And actually yesterday, as I did it, I told myself, Maddie would have said to do it all native in TikTok and to do this and like to do the stuff. And I was like, okay, but like to get this done today, it's going to get posted like this. Like, do I 
post it knowing that I can improve in the future and knowing the tips that I can? Or do I not post it and, and because I'm waiting to have the capacity to get those fine details in order? And I was like, it is more advantageous for me to post it without it being completely buttoned up, without the captions and the text and TikTok being perfect today, knowing that I can work on it over the weeks instead of like neglecting it until I have all my ducks in a row, that's not going to create momentum in my life. So I literally just did this today. Yeah. I mean, I've been doing it with the day in the lives. I think now I've gotten it to a point where I really like the pacing and I like the energy that comes out of it. I watched one of one of the first ones I did. I was like, what the fuck was going on there? So mm. it really, you just have to let that go and release it. Once you do, it's so much freeing to be like, yeah, this is going to be shit, but that is the type of output I need and the repetitions putting in the reps that I need to get to that awesome level that we're striving for. But there's this amazing, and I, maybe I've, I've spoken about it on, on the podcast, but there's an amazing quote by Ira Glass. One of my favorite TikTokers, Dolma, had posted about this, and she was the one that does these 100-day challenges. She's doing 100 days of podcasts, which like, Godspeed to her. Oh, jeez. Um, yeah, like holy shit. So she posted this this quote and the whole premise of the quote is basically that is there is this creative gap that happens when you start a project and you know that you're going to be good at it. Like you you know you have the taste, you know you have it in you, but there's a disconnect between what you're actually putting out there and what's in your brain. And that's when mm -hmm. people give up because they're like, wait, this doesn't make sense. It doesn't work. There's a disconnect. Okay, whatever. Maybe I'm not good enough. Maybe I'm, blah, blah, blah. But just keep with it, get comfortable. And as you keep going, that disconnect will go smaller and smaller and the creative gap will decrease and decrease. And suddenly it comes together perfectly. The creativity, what you have in your head and what you're putting out there and it's exactly what you had been envisioning. So that is what I have to say about putting yourself out on the internet. It's gonna be cringe in the beginning. The attitude I have, this is some, my friend was, uh, told me about this, is, I mean, this is only for if you wanna be, be like a, you know, content creator or like an influencer, is you need to start posting like your tinks. You know what I mean? Like you need to start posting like you already have the following, have that level, because then you're going to show your audience the type of stuff that's, that's going to be delivered. And you'll weed out the ones that don't want to be with you. And that's, that's fine. You want them to be weeded out because you want people who are super engaged with your content. So weed those people out, get the people that are going to be super engaged. And then it, it speeds up that process because you're putting out the energy of like, Oh, I'm already, I'm already a person that people care about, or, you know, I have value to deliver. Yeah, beautiful. And then I'll talk about more like less on the content creation side, but much more on like the thought leadership side of things. A lot of people, which I think they struggle in the content creation side of things too, I hear constantly, guys, sisters, listen up to this question that I get. Basically from almost every prospective client or podcaster that I talk to at my agency before they sign, they say, well do I have anything to say? Are people going to want to listen to me? Are they going to want to interview me? And it is shocking. I hear this question from women who have built eight-figure brands and have like hundreds of thousands of Instagram followers. I hear this from women who have built top podcasts. I hear this from women who have sold businesses. I hear this from women who have teams. I hear this from women who just started, right? Like at all levels of the game, 
without a doubt, everyone is asking themselves that question. And so if we can just like equalize the playing field to know that that's a struggle and an insecurity we all deal with no matter what level we're at, we can shed away that and know that we all have something to say and our voice does get to be heard, whether it's on TikTok, whether it's in reels, whether it's in a photo on Instagram, whether it's on a podcast, whether it's on YouTube, like whatever, whether it's through a business, right? Like whether it's just through like a traditional product-based business, you get to have your unique perspective told. And not only do you get to have your unique perspective told, there is an audience that wants to hear your unique perspective. Like there's so many people in the world and they're at so many different stages of their life and they need to look for people who can either uplift them, entertain them, inspire them, educate them. There's so many different areas of value you can bring to people. And so I just want to let you know, like if anyone's thinking this and they're like, oh, well, Maddie's doing the 100 day challenge. Like what, what would people want to listen to me at? Or, oh, Scout goes on a bunch of podcasts as a guest. Like what would I have to say as a guest? Everyone asks themselves that question. And so just like motivation, like that question is not part of the equation. Like that doesn't actually yeah. mean anything, that question. So it's so funny you say that because I struggle with that question. I mean, I struggled with it before we started the podcast, but I even struggle with it today in terms of like business things. So I hate Twitter as I'm a known Twitter hater. It's been on the record that I hate Twitter. And it's because... I feel really insecure or, you know, that's all Twitter is, is like value, value, value. I know best. I know how to start a company and da, 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 da. And like, they're shoving it down your throat of like, this is the way to do this. This is what I learned. I've, you know, this is all my accomplishments. And it makes me paralyzed. Cause I'm like, what the fuck would I give value up? Like, I understand I've built such a beautiful community and business with Canberra and we're, you know, just on our way, but I still don't really know what to post on. People are always like, build in public, just kind of post about your journey. But I don't see the like direct, you know, in a Twitter thread, here are my points to how I, you know, I don't organize my business in that way. And maybe it's just because I'm not really a writer. So maybe I, I struggle with like, pointing it out in that in that format but that made me really really insecure last year because I would sit down and be like okay like I'm gonna write a Twitter thread about building camber but what do I say like how what value do I give these people who everyone on Twitter Twitter seems to have already sold a company and you know whatever and built all these things it's like what do I have to say so I I even am in that yeah. thought loop so I totally see that it's it is empowering to know that other women also feel this, but it's just, yeah, I don't know. It's a weird thing. Two things, two things that are coming up. One, Twitter might just not be the way you express yourself and like you don't have yeah. to force that. It's okay. Like you don't have to force that. But two, okay, what I like to think about is this, like a year into Scott's agency, I didn't feel like the expert, but my clients were like, well, you're the expert. What do you think? And I'm like, oh fuck, what does that mean? Like what? Yeah. And after doing it for four years and consistently just being like, I am the expert because I'm figuring out how to do this. Just now I'm going on podcasts to talk about the Podcast Store Academy and I'm speaking at Podcast Movement and I'm like, holy fuck, like I am the expert. Like I have mm -hmm. spoken enough times to massage my message, to figure out what I know, to do the trial and error, to go through it. I've done the reps, right? Mm -hmm. And now I feel really confident in it. So like if you don't do the reps, if you don't keep pushing yourself, if you don't keep talking, if you don't keep doing, you don't feel like an expert in the moment, but you're doing it. And that's the most important thing. And so 
what I would say is that if you feel like you're on to what really, really, this is what I, this is like, this is like really popping off in my head right now. You're going on Twitter and you're like, what do I have to say? There are companies that have sold their business. Like what do I have in comparison to them? You're thinking about the other person who's speaking into the ether to provide value. You're not thinking about, okay, where was I two years ago? What did I need to hear two years ago? Because that's your audience, right? Yeah. Your audience is not going to your Twitter to find out how to sell a business and how to have a, a billion dollar exit because that's not where you're at. The people on Twitter right. that are going to follow you is the girl who hasn't quit her day job, who hasn't invested in her dream, who hasn't started the Instagram above her business, who doesn't understand, the, the wants to know how to implement community in her startup that she started two months ago. The person you get to serve on the internet is the person you were a year or two ago. And there, then there's no comparison. Yeah, that's a really, that's really good advice because, so for instance, on TikTok, which, you know, I still have a month and a half of, of and I want to start, put, I want to be posting more of this type of content of building in public or being an entrepreneur. I don't know if that's what people want from me, but I don't know. I maybe need to just massage it a little more. But for instance, there's this female investor, angel investor and advisor on TikTok. And she's kind of like dominated the market of, or dominated like investor talk. Uh, her name's Maggie Sellers. And she made a whole video about, she, I mean, her hook was, if you want to raise venture capital, this is what you need to do as a first time founder. And you'll raise so easily. <laughs> Not necessarily the case, because I did do what this guy did. But anyways, so she broke down that this is, you know, a YC principle of in the beginning, you have to do things that don't scale and it might feel counterproductive, but it's actually something that you need to do in the beginning because you have to be scrappy or you're the only one working on it. So it's like you're doing things on a very one-to-one -one level and all these things. And so she broke down the, that principle. She said about this company that did that and then they raised right away. And I stitched that video and I was like, whoa, I didn't even want, I didn't even know about this principle. This is also the thing about the VC and tech world. There's always like a word or a phrase for things that just like I do already that I didn't know had a label for it. So maybe uh -huh. that's my edge is like, I talk about things that might have a label for it, but I just, I'm not part of the like, I just don't like the talk of it. You know what I mean? They're like, oh, yeah. blah, 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 like the vocabulary. Just like, just do it. Just do, you know? So anyways, so then I did a stitch. I was like, wow, I didn't know about this, but this is exactly how I built my business. Like I emailed every single beta tester. I didn't, I didn't do a, a triggered email. I literally <laughs> created a new email for every person that became a beta tester because I wanted, and I gave them a Calendly link so that they could talk to me and get on the phone with me. Like, that is not scalable. I, you know, the community events not really are scalable. I make sure to text people that are part of our community. I go to coffee with them. I speak to them in Geneva all the time. Like I, I DM with people that all that stuff is not scalable. And I did it because it was just, that was what I felt was necessary for the company at the time. So it was really interesting because I would have never spoken about that on TikTok. And that is something of value that I did do in the business that I didn't really realize was a commendable thing. So I don't know, connecting the dots in that way, or even just mm -hmm. thinking or brainstorming about things I did do and just kind of making it fit with, with something, some larger theme yeah. for people. Like, also, just tweaking the intention, 
Like I'm putting out content not to be seen or heard or validated by this other person who is five years ahead of me. They actually have nothing to do with my presence on the internet. I'm not creating content from them, nor do I need them, nor do I need to be quote unquote equal to them in my reach and in my thoughts and et cetera. You're actually creating content for the girl who's just starting something like Camber and you're two years ahead. Yeah, I love that. Okay, so for anyone listening, if they're like, well, anyone listening, people are listening. Um, <laughs> hello. Anyone out, out there? The ether. Is anyone in the ether? If you're like, what value do I have? Think of who you were two years ago and create content to help that girl. Yeah. Yeah, I love mm, that's that. A good thing that. That's a good thing mic to mic drop, drop on. Should mic we end on that? I don't know. Can we get better than that? I don't know. Tangible takeaway. Hello. Whoa. Oh, my God. A lot of thoughts <laughs> just happened. Let's <laughs> let's do showing up for friendships and relationships. Something that I really value is the intention and the presence that you have when you're with someone, whether it's a friend or whether it's a parent or family, whatever it is, and just maybe putting the phone away and being fully present um, and listening to them. So, and and something that we've spoken about before is like, you're going to have to listen and support and be there for someone in very different ways, depending on the person. So for instance, Scout knows that if I come to her crying and there's an issue, she knows not to be like, oh, this sounds like that time that I did this and da-da-da. Like, she relates it. Like, I fucking hate when people do that, when they relate it back to their life, because in that moment, what I need is validation that this problem fucking sucks, maybe some advice on how to fix it or what to do. But I don't, I don't know if this is, like, selfish or I don't know if other sisters out there listening feel this way too, but... I just don't like it when I, because then it takes the focus off me. Like this is, I have the problem. Like I don't want to hear about your problem. So they know to do that. So then whenever I speak to um, another friend or I'm in another, you know, situation, you just kind of tailor your support and you show up for them in the way that they need to. And you can ask them. It's totally fine to ask them be like, hey, just, just like, just want to be clear. Do you want advice? Do you want me to just listen to you? Do you want me to tell you about a time that this happened to me? Whatever the case is. And so I think it's totally fine to ask if you don't know. And that will allow you to show up more more flect- effectively for each of your relationships. Yeah, I think that that's the new wave, I think, of consciousness in friendships and relationships, which is checking in on what the person needs before you respond to them. So I remember doing this last year to Adam for a situation and it was so helpful. Even on the other side of things, like I was so stressed and if I just vented to him, it might have sound like I was mad at him or blaming him for something when really like a situation that, that was out of our control just sucked for me in general. And so I needed to vent and I needed to be held, but I also didn't want it to come across like I was blaming him or that I needed him to fix it. So before I went on my vent session, I said, hi, I just need to vent. I'm not blaming you or mad at you in any way are you available just to hold space for me to get this out? And like setting that setting that intention of what I needed and also like diffused him so he didn't need to be on the defense and it allowed me to get it all out. And he was like, yeah, that sucks. Like that sucks. And it was just like, oh, thank you. I feel seen and heard and validated. But if I didn't preface it with that, it could have definitely felt like I just like ran in and I was like, Rah! 
not, right? So we have to take ownership over the way we show up for our friends and our relationships so that we're supporting them in the way they need. But we also have to take ownership in the way that we come to our friends with our problems. So I'm always really conscious about not emotionally dumping, especially as you get older. Like, listen, when we're 23, fuck it. Like, call your friends screaming, crying, like they'll answer. But today, like, you know, I can't answer your 2 p.m. call on a Wednesday and listen to you cry and vent, right? Because I have a business. I have a baby. Like, I have my own emotional needs that I'm going through. And so before I need to vent or cry, like, listen, it's not always perfect. Sometimes I just have to call my friend. But before I feel the need to vent or cry to someone, I'll text them and I'll be like, I need to vent. I'm upset. Are you available or do you have capacity to hold this right now? And then if they say yes, I'll get on a call. Or if they're like, can you call me after work? Then I'll call them after work. And I think also intentionally checking in on your relationships and your support systems to make sure that they're in a good space to hold you is is also like a win-win or else you're just draining your friends, you know? Yeah, I, I totally, I think it's so appropriate for you to speak your needs and then also to ask others for what they need. And then just to round it all out, I just was reminded of something. I went on um, my girl crushes podcast, Jenny Drew. She was on our podcast. She's the founder of All the Babies. And we talked a bit about self-love and kind of, you know, what we've been speaking about on OK Sis, where there's like that resistance because you feel like if you're too much self-love, then it might come off as narcissistic or self-involved or whatever the case is. And it's like, you need to fully release that fear because that's really not, that's not where your intention is. That's not where you're coming from. But something that she had said that, that stuck with me is you have to love yourself because then when you are around other people, you radiate this amazing energy. It's magnetic. People are so happy after they leave you and they feel this joy and and this positivity. And I never thought of it that way because I always thought like, okay, self-love is, you know, it's because I have to show up for myself and then I, I will show up for my business and show up for others, I guess. But it's like, if you really think about what it would do for everyone around you for you to love yourself it becomes this ripple effect of beauty and energy and love and people then want to be with you and and are magnetized to you right so if you've ever felt this resistance to showing up for yourself or showing self-love, think of it in that way. If you're more of a giver, if if that makes sense to be like, Oh, Mm -hmm. this is actually something that's going to help my relationships because people are going to feel good around me Mm -hmm. because I'm doing that work, you know? Yeah. This is actually really made sense to me this morning as I was driving because it's a similar concept. Well, like First, people think, how do I change the world? And people say, change yourself first. And that's that same concept. People like roll their eyes at that. But it's true. Like if you are coming from a fulfilled, loving, healthy place, the ripple effect that you have on those around you impacts them and then they create a ripple effect. And that is how we change the world. Like, yes, it's also big things, but you are responsible for you every day. And if you are a vessel of light and love and uh, gratitude and fulfillment and empathy and genuineness every day, everyone you touch is going to get that. And then they're going to have that spark and they're going to pay it forward. I like to kind of think of it, this is also, it clicked for me with money. Like if you want to be able to donate large quantities of money to charities and organizations that you believe in to help change the world, you first have to make money for you. Like the Mm -hmm. person who can write a million dollar check has made money for themselves first. 
So it really starts with like, first do the things and people are like, oh, don't make money because it's this or that. But it's like, you can't write a million dollar check if you don't first do it, right? Like you need to fill your cup and then you can give. It's that same principle. And I think it's so powerful once it's, once the simplicity of that clicks. Yeah. Amen. I love it. I co-sign that. I love it too. You co-sign that. Mm, I love it. I love it when you Mm -hmm. co-sign all right. This was, wow, a very fulfilling episode. I feel, I feel filled. I feel filled to the brim. I'm just so proud of us for having these conversations. It's just awesome to see the evolution. I know. Okay, sis has been so cool lately. Like our podcasts have been truly so if I do say so myself, I mean, yeah. you'll be the judge of that listener, uh, if your sister, if you if you've been feeling it also lately. But I just feel like the content, the topics we've been covering, and just like this is the stuff I would want to listen to if I was totally. listening to a podcast, you know. So I'm really happy that we've. And also just prove it four and a half years later. I mean, I love all of our episodes, but like four and a half years later, like we finally feel like very, very good with the content. So it's like, it takes motherfucking time, guys. It's reps, it's reps, it's reps. And because we've done the reps and stepped in, we've had a lot of new listeners, sisters. So if you're new, hi, we see you on the back end, but come meet us on the front end and DM us on Instagram at OKSIS Podcast. And um, if this episode resonated with you and you think it could really help one of your friends, we'd be honored if you send it to them because we are just so grateful every single day that this is what we get to do, that we get to hop behind the mic. So we love you. And I hope, sisters, you'll join me in the Podcast Tour Academy. Okay. Love you. Bye. Love you.